0: Welcome, freelancers, to our weekly episode of the Freelancers Codex podcast. Strap into your javelins and let's get ready to go. Your hosts, Stephen, Devin, Mike, and JD, are set to tackle all things Anthem. Get in on the discussion. Tweet us at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or hit us up on email at freelancercodex at gmail.com.
1: Welcome, freelancers, to episode 46 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co hosts, Mike, Devin, JD, and a very special guest, Ash or Lady Insanity. Um, guys, how you doing today? I just realized I played like the wrong intro bumper. I played the really slow one and it kind of threw everyone off. Sometimes that happens. I mean, we've only been doing this for like a little bit over a year. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. What so to go ahead say. and this delete kind of that one. Happens. Just delete it. So let's, let's, How about we do this? Well, I could do that. We'll do this. Mike, why don't you just free flow with the actual introduction right now, give us uh, how it is, <laughs> and then we can go from there. No?
0: Welcome, freelancers, to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. That's actually Your hosts, Steven, Devin, JD, Mike, and special guest Ash are ready to go. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in.
1: Wow, you can like do that on just like on nice. at the touch of a bun
0: can't you i'm, I'm a professional i'm a professional all right, very good. That's, that that's what creepy. i do that's well, what guys... i do i am back i am back maybe that's what it is i've got all this energy from being gone for two weeks i appreciate you guys keeping the ship afloat as i was gone um
1: it, it was really hard to do
0: it sometimes um i'm, I'm i, I kind of i listened it was good it was good i appreciate it it was good
1: well we appreciate you guys you, did, you guys did a great
0: job we and brought- so yeah
1: I'm glad to be back. We brought a special guest on to make up for you being gone, but then you showed up. We, no one thought you were going to be here. We thought you were just going to be done. But Mike's <laughs> back. Ash is here. <laughs> this is the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running Anthem podcast on the internet where we focus only on Anthem and all things Anthem. Today, Ash, we brought Ash on who is a very well-known Bioware aficionado. Ash, would you call yourself a Bioware aficionado?
2: Um, I've dabbled in once or twice or all the games, just a little bit.
1: So when you say dabble, so I think, you know, maybe playing a couple hours, but you probably I mean, how many hours do you think you've logged across all Bioware titles? Just just a number off the top of your head.
2: Oh boy. That is an embarrassing question. Maybe <laughs>
1: I mean we, oh, yeah. we, we have if des- we're including. No Same. go ahead. I was gonna say we have Destiny players that have over seventeen hundred hours, so don't be too embarrassed. I mean
2: Well, if we're considering all Bioware games, I would definitely say it's over five thousand at this point.
0: Ooh! (laughs) Pay me my money. I won. (laughs) I won. So, so what? Pay
1: me my money. So, what was the thing that drew you to Bioware games then, to to spend that much time and that much? I mean, I mean, time's an investment. So, what is it about Bioware games that keeps you coming back and keeps you invested in them?
2: I mean. So the way that I started off was, I think it was, well, I technically started off in Mass Effect 3, but the game that I, like, devoured was Dragon Age Origins. And the reason why I got so hard into that was because of the choices that you could have, like, the different origin stories. So I chose, like, the city elf story, and that is a really dark story and that was my like first like real like inkling into dragon age and i was kind of scarred for life and i'm like this is a good scarring okay i'll keep playing this is nice
1: so the darkness drew you in then straight to the dark so you went straight (laughs) to the dark you're like on your way to be a sith lord you i like
0: it you went you went evil so and and also
1: (laughs) you you were also a ea play an ea game changer correct
2: That is correct. Yes. Can
1: you talk a little bit about that, how you got into being a a game changer for EA? Uh,
2: So, I mean, how did I get involved? Pretty much I was just, uh, I wanted to start back up my channel again. I've been doing BiWare content for a long time now, like several years. and. I was just kind of inquiring about, like, EA Play or whatever. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we have this program that we would like you to join. And it's uh, pretty much up your alley because you're doing all this content. I'm like, sure. I don't know what this is, but, okay, let's join. Nice. Oh.
0: Very cool. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, yeah. cool.
2: I've devoted all my life to BioWare.
1: So, I mean. So, I mean, it's kind of like you're a yeah. and It's like, you're already in it. You're going to be here for the long run. Might as well just have you uh, help promote the game, right? So, yeah, in I'm deep.
2: trapped.
1: It's <laughs> like, nice. so, yeah, now you can never get out. So, you'll be talking once they have you Turians well, and she, I she's think seen Turians too much. A Mass Effect thing. So, <laughs> so, as
2: all of you are but just about to get into, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so, so as You're someone that kind. is, you as someone that kind. has been in the Bioware ecosystem, we'll call it for this long, how, how do you look? How does Anthem look to you with all the changes to it? no romances? not like the real set dialogue wheel but you know more simplistic dialogue branches is that something that Mm -hmm. as a longtime bioware fan you're you're glad they're changing you're kind of you wish they would keep doing that in in the new ip
2: um well so whenever the new ip got announced and everything it was very from the beginning it's going to be a shared cooperative rpg experience like that was already like stated so i was like okay I should not expect the second coming of Mass Effect or Dragon Age or Coder or anything like that, despite how much I really want <laughs> that to be the case. But I don't know. Like Anthem, Anthem's interesting to me because it's it, it's the developer that I've fell in, in love with. Like I love their games and all that, but they're kind of stemming into like this really interesting um, take of like. Okay, we're gonna try something that we've done on a small scale, bring it up to large scale, and we'll see how we do. And it's like, okay, like you're gonna bring a whole bunch of different people who like um, Destiny and like like these different kinds of games, and then bring them into the fold, and then we show them Mass Effect and Dragon Age, and they're indoctrinated for life. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's how I interpret it. So I'm good with it
1: well good it's, right. it's kind of uh, letting them branch out and see what they can do with this and setting expectations where they should be set not overhyping it and getting too excited because we all know what happens when you get too excited about something it never lives it never lives up to it so mm-hmm. so we 17, should just stop thousand hours later i know something not thousand hours later 46 episodes <laughs> later on the freelancer codex podcast and anthem will never live up to what we expect of it so speaking of expectations, we have a couple of story tidbits we want to we wanna cover, things we want to go over, recap, I guess, of the story that we know so far about Anthem. We don't know a ton. We do have some tidbits here and there that we want to discuss. So we're going to talk about the things that we do know. So, Devin, you're going to give us a quick breakdown. What do we know about the Shapers? Who are they? What are they? How much food do they eat? I mean, <laughs> what do we know about the Shapers?
3: Well, I see you brushed over our get to know you segment. So <laughs> sometimes,
1: uh, sometimes I just don't want to get to know you guys that much more. I mean, if you want to go back to well, the flow, you just upset you just my
3: favorite movie, Twilight.
0: Just, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not even gonna touch that. So,
3: but
1: you I'm had to bring it up. Well done, Man, you got it like, in there.
0: Like I'm really sorry that that's out now for people to know because because now there goes our six viewers. There it so. goes. It's done. They're we're gone. All done. Now we go.
3: we're all, right, all sparkly. Which team <laughs> are you, Stephen? S- uh, you. T- <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: Um, Shapers, they're a thing in a game that we cover.
3: Shapers, yes. Uh, so we'll get. We well, just want me start right here at the top, right? I want you so to tell, tell us Shapers, what we know about them. What we know about them. Well, we know about them, right? Okay, so they're not on the world anymore, right? So they were in the process of building the world, and they left. We have no re- understanding or uh, idea of why they left. Right, So, um, they are the gods as the people uh, on the planet uh, deem them the gods. So, um, how long have they been worshipped? I don't know. We know the freelancers, uh, they kind of go back, what, like 100 years or so?
0: That is Um, our understanding, yes.
4: Yeah,
3: so, um, yeah, they worked with the Anthem of Creation. And uh, there's a lot of story information that we don't know. But, I mean, the basic gist is they were building the world. They left. They created all this crazy stuff and uh, left us to fend for ourselves.
0: Well, and the big thing is that they left their tools,
3: right? Yeah, so all the the ship of relics, Mm -hmm. all the crazy things that are going on in the world um, are all there for us to go and interact with. The and big, try the big to
1: extension cords that they left laying around. the not power outlets They're extension They're not cords. cords. They're extension cords. Like um like the things have uh, been Mike Gamble around.
3: interview here for next <laughs> <laughs> right? right? So
1: so we, we said they kind of left us here to fend on their own, but we, we actually don't know why they left. Yeah. That's kind of up in the air. And they, they've talked to a couple panels that that really isn't the point of figuring out what happened, you know, d- with the shapers. They said that that's not going to be something we're going to explore and find out and figure out, like, the whole story about that in the in the story of Anthem, which is kind they of interesting. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah, because that's, I yeah, mean, this is, the beginning is, we always want to know what happened before, and this is, you know, why did they leave? Was it just, you know, they didn't pay their rent, so they had to leave the solar system? We know they're I mean, how many planets did they make? I mean, imagine with these kind of tools, they're probably making more than one planet. So, are they big creatures? or yeah. like celestial beings from like the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe that are just giant and they can put these little things together? So their planets are just toys to them. I mean, this is all... like
3: th- yeah. Well, I mean, I like to think of that part of the story as like the high level story. You know, like we're just getting started with Anthem, so they they don't want to bring us too much into the deep lore, right? Nope got to get milk before meat, right, Stephen? So, I mean, yes. they don't want to choke us with uh, with all that knowledge, right? No. But, uh, I mean, they have to introduce the world to us, the universe, and get us all there. I'm sure eventually we're going to find out why and more about them, but, like, they I mean, they've already told us the, the main story is about the Dominion, and uh, for the first part of the game, but, so... I don't know, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how deep the lore goes that we can find in the game and how much it's really going to tell us about the Shapers and who they are and what they did.
2: In typical Bioware fashion, they're not going to show us really, not go in-depth into what these people are until, like, progressing to the story and getting, like, these small little slivers of information. And then, well, once we finish up with the Dominion, whatever happens there, then maybe we'll actually get some more information on oh okay this is the world of what was left over but i imagine bioware is not even gonna tell us flat out for a very long time
1: and hopefully with the way that they have the game built that it'll be possible for content to continue so that it'll be easier for them to add in these little story pieces as we uncover them through the years as we play the game so it is something that oh you can find the story bit about the shapers here and this is new here so it kind of gives you something a. Those people that enjoy looking for lore and all the story bits, it'll have something for them to keep coming back. Instead of for those that just like to shoot things in the face, it'll give opportunities for everyone to come back to the game. So, and like then we shooting stuff. A lot of people do like shooting stuff in the face. A lot man. of people like shooting stuff. A lot of people like story too. Yeah, and then we have the Legion of Dawn. We know the Legion of Dawn are the first to have created javelins, according to a little blurb on the pre-order pl- on the pre-order page um, for Anthem. So they were first to create the javelins. They were first to start defending the people. Um, I don't know if that's just defending the people from the wild of the planet. Um, In the very beginning teaser trailer in 2017, um, they showed the wall that was defending the fort with a bunch of scratch marks. So I don't know if that's what the Legion of Dawn was all about, just defending the people that were... That were living in the fort from all the wild animals that were trying to eat everyone's face off or if they were actually protecting people from the scar or if it was protection from the dominion but we do know they were the first ones to create the javelins
0: i wonder how long the legion of dawn defended people without javelins i mean because you gotta you gotta ex- suspect that there's like a progression right like like all civilizations maybe maybe stone and and wood weapons, kind of thing, and then they progressed up to javelins. Or do you think they always had the technology?
1: Um, I think it's possible that some of the Shaper technology was introduced pretty early, so they might have skipped some of those steps. Maybe. But <clears throat> I, I would think so if you have these giant power conduits, you know, pieces of metal that are already formed that you can kind of just scavenge off of. I mean, a Javelin lot of the- that's
3: already in the javelins, right? So they don't, so a lot of the stuff they don't know how it works, they just know it works.
0: So, yeah, man. we got that. Science, because science. <laughs> science. Star Wars. Wars. science. Good.
2: I really hope that uh, whenever we're going through the world that we'll be actually see older javelins, like ancient javelins. Not necessarily like the Legion of Dawn, but like just kind of archaic maybe ones like, left over.
0: Maybe like one made out of wood or something, because that's the materials they had at the time. <laughs> like, a, a wood, like a wood javelin. The wooden javelin. Pretty sure there's pretty sure there's gonna be a wood javelin. You mark oh, my okay. words. There should be yeah. We <laughs>
3: talked there's, to Jonathan about that at EA Play. He thought that was hilarious.
0: He thought that was pretty funny. I, I still think I still think I'm holding out anyway.
3: <laughs> For your wooden javelin skin.
0: I am, totally i'll be the first to purchase to purchase it rock that (laughs) oh man (laughs)
1: what a javelin and and i think that that is there is a lot of possibilities or opportunities for for us to discover old ancient javelins that were used by the heroes that defended the fort or went off to explore out in the wilds as far as they could go that died in flight or ran out of energy or shaper you know the anthem of creation that powers them. I don't know what powers the javelins, but I mean there's opportunities to find javelins like that, and I think that would add a lot of lore and a lot of that would add a, a lot of backstory to anthem. So I think yeah. that would be a great idea. Yeah. yeah,
4: and we also have the Fortress of Dawn, which we kind of talked about a little bit last week. That entire region that's called the Fortress of Dawn, uh, or subregion, I should say, and we don't know if it's currently occupied. We don't know if it's just. A hollowed out spot yet. We haven't really seen any of it in the game. So that could be very well a place that's full of just, you know, like half destroyed or even just somewhat intact, like old javelins that are just no longer operational for one reason or another. Which then, of course, brings up the question of like, what happened to the Legion of Dawn? Like, what happened here? Like, you know, if it's not the question of where did the gods go or what made them leave, maybe that's the main question that we're supposed to be focusing on. I'm
2: curious how far the Dominion is because if they are inhabiting the Fortress of Dawn, then, or maybe they're even further off and they're off map and we don't actually see them other than maybe just scouts or whatnot. But I'm curious Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. inhabits these areas.
3: Mark did say they were to the North, right? In one of the interviews that he did. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are two more regions, I believe, up on the map that we haven't seen to the North. So I was wondering that same thing is like, have they kind of tamed the area? What I mean, are they in control of the area? You know those kind of things. So,
2: yeah, it seemed like very like attack untied, and I don't know if any of you uh, watched that, but like yeah. it's all within the walls, and then they had this like little small area, and then everything yeah. else is trying to kill them.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if the if the Dominion is like as big of a threat as they are making them out to be, like it does really beg the question, like what kind of situation or setup? Do they have as their uh, base of operations? Because obviously they're well enough equipped to be a like a named threat to humanity on this planet as we know it. So,
1: I agree. sorry, I was distracted by uh, responding to chat. You guys caught me. You caught me unaware. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. talking. Got chat. Me. I'm sorry. So we yeah. also we do know um a little bit about the freelancers we know that the freelancers (laughs) were once lauded as these great um, defenders probably because of the Legion of Dawn and I don't they probably branched off and started doing small jobs helping people out probably trying to make some money trying to make a living on this planet and we know that the freelancers have fallen kind of on hard times we don't know if that's because of some great um betrayal that happened within the freelancers we don't know if We do know that uh, there's a different faction called the Lancers. We don't know if there was some sort of argument where they broke up and the Lancers just kind of went off to do their own thing. The Freelancers were just kind of down out on their luck, didn't have what they needed to keep doing what Freelancers do, I guess. But we do know that we're down on our luck and we're trying to regain that former glory that we once had and maybe that's to regain the favor of the people um maybe the people are looking to for other means to be protected maybe the the sentinels have kind of taken that over um they are the ones in fort tarsus that are kind of walking around with the blue tabards on so maybe they kind of took that over and they're the new protectors of the fort and freelancers are trying to regain that back um that's a possibility i don't know if you know it, as you guys have heard that we said that the freelancers are down on their luck does that mean to to you guys, does that mean that's like something we're trying to get back, or it's just well, I guess we're just not what we used to be, or we want to see yeah, what we used to be. At the... That's something
3: we're trying to get back, right? I mean, we're our freelancer. We're part of the new generation of freelancers that are trying to maybe regain trust or something. Maybe some freelancers screw things up. Maybe they left to go to the Dominion. Who knows? But I mean, I think they've kind of talked about that. How we're starting out and trying to get us back. Uh, into the glory that, you know, or the, the standing that the freelancers used to be in.
0: So, I you. wonder, maybe it's like uh, the Lancers, the group itself kind of ventured too far, maybe, or the freelancers ventured too far and maybe woke the Dominion. Maybe maybe that's where the Dominion comes in, and so that could create the the divide and the, well, you guys went too far and you broke our rules, and so you can't, be with us anymore and so you have to go do your own thing kind of thing i could see that maybe as a as a plot point in the story kind of sparking this whole um the whole arc of the story maybe yeah Ukumio in the see? chat says it could be something
1: similar to halo combat evolved where they they awoke the flood right in the middle of fighting the covenant so something kind of similar yeah hmm i go ahead that F.
2: actually that sounds like a good idea like whenever I see this like with the Lancers the freelancers or whatever group is also still in Fort Tarsus like I just see a power struggle and a resource struggle because yeah. like like they're trying to get back to the glory but because everything's so handcrafted and everything's like scavenging for sources almost it feels like there's a lot of struggle to um, not just get yourself into the glory but getting uh, enough to get by. So it seems like all of these are just small groups that are what what's the word? Not divided, but kind they're of for- probably divided. They're, they're, they're kind divided, of, yeah. They're forced
1: yeah. to live with each other yeah. just because of the safety that the wall the wall gives the f-
0: them. A the faction mm-hmm. system. Yeah. I mean, it's like when so so like we have with these characters older brothers, that, right? You have to. Yeah. Yeah, we have these characters <laughs> that that attach themselves to the freelancers. You know, our what are they called? Our ciphers. And then even, yeah. even the guy from from EA's um, 2017 trailer with, uh, what was his name, Praxley? Praxley. Coming yeah, into a freelancer versus someone else he could have gone to, it makes you wonder, like, so are we just, like, pay-for-play mercenaries type of thing? Like, are we just for yeah. hire people that go out and do stuff? So, and, I mean, and, and so are there tiers then? Are there tiers of people that we're going to have to fight with? Are the Lancers... The high end, or the freelancers in the middle? Because he didn't these say that he kind of is coming to us because the other people he hired weren't freelancers, and so maybe they yeah. were a step below. I don't know. Like they were like cheaper,
3: in- and but they couldn't. You know, they said they could do it, but they couldn't, and they were cheaper. It's like I should have just gone to the freelancers anyways. But so, I mean, so they, who
0: do you th- who do you think they were then, Devin? Were they lancers? Were they sent? Because um, those are the only two groups that we've heard of. Is it an is it another group that we haven't heard
3: of? Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Because, I mean, it could just be small factions of people that are like, hey, I, we can go and get stuff done, too, just like the freelancers or somebody else. Um, but obviously they're not as successful. Right. And, I mean, we do know, like, in the, in the beginning of the demo, they're like, oh, there's, you know, convoys are being attacked. And they're like, oh, this contract's getting exciting. And so I'm sure a lot of it's going to be contract work of, hey, you know, I mean, maybe not the story missions, but a lot of the stuff that we're doing is gonna be we got to go fulfill this contract because they I mean they kind of talked about the freelancers as basically uh, hot shots or whatever you know the firefighters that go out yeah and there's a problem we go and fix the problem we're not always out there you know patrolling like sentinels or whatever they like on guard all the time or whatever when there's a problem they call the freelancers we take care of it and then we go on our way
4: so yeah this is this is a part that I've been I've been waiting for since uh, I joined the podcast which is we now have like bioware has started giving us the pieces to uh like some of the mysteries of their lore uh that you know are either going to get answered in the game or as the game goes along or maybe in future updates uh and i'm sure ash knows what i'm talking about that how bioware Mm -hmm. just they'll they'll give you all the pieces that you need to solve this puzzle but you have absolutely no idea how all of them fit in i mean because we got we got the Legion of Dawn. We got the Lancers. We got the Freelancers. We got the Sentinels. We got the Dominion. We got the Shapers. We got the Scars, and we have no idea how it all fits together just yet. And this is this is kind of like what I what I love experiencing is like slowly unraveling that mystery as you play the game, and it's it's great to see it happening all over again.
1: You're like a ground level, back at it. Christmas time for JD. I like it. <laughs> So and as we as we think about the Dominion, we know, you, we've talked about the Dominion, they want to kind of, they want to take over the world. They want to harness and weaponize the Anthem of Creation. And the actual job of the freelancers is there, as Mark Darrow was talking about in the interview, is we, we're supposed to stop, them. we're supposed to stop the Dominion. And that's kind of the main overarching story um, right now in Anthem. So I think we, when you take... A really amazing world that that we have in Anthem, with all the the wildlife, things trying to kill us all the time, plants trying to kill us all the time, and you take that and you make humans, you know, also trying to kill you all the time. It's kind of an <laughs> interesting power dynamic. It's like, you know, why why can't we work together to to kind of team <laughs> this land instead of trying to use the Anthem of Creation as a weapon? Because we're really, what what would the Dominion want to do with that? I mean, are are they trying to just enslave people on this planet i can not imagine that would be a goal on a planet that has so few people on it anyway that they want to enslave people i mean resources
3: what... are resources right i mean whether there's a few or a lot they want control of everything and so yeah. that's the way that they can do that they can control everything dictate how the world is ran from the human perspective you know um,
1: so. so it's kind of just we need to control all this and we want it to run the way we want it to be run so that's yeah, kind I mean, of the goal.
3: It's the constant, you know, always the same power, uh, not scheme, but um, struggle. Struggle, where it's like these people, they want things done their way, and maybe they got kicked out, and so they're like, well, we're going to go do our own thing, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to show you guys, because uh, maybe they wanted to force everybody to do things a certain way, and that's not how it's working. And so they going to try and find, uh, you know, a way to use the anthem of creation to create weapons and other ways to gain dominance or dominion <laughs> ah, <laughs> I see what you did there! Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, over everyone, the so... <laughs>
2: yeah, on that end, I think it's also um, the way that the dominion works is also... I like, if I had to pretend I was in their shoes, I would also be angry at the freelancers because the way that it is is that for Tarsus, I mean, the freelancers, what they do is they deactivate these different, um, these different artifacts. They don't do anything with it. They don't like. They just basically disable it completely. And if I were part of the Dominion and I want power or whatever, it would be a waste of resources. And it just seems like why would you do that when we can harness it? And like, if you can figure out how to control it, then it would be worthwhile. But it seems. If I were to put myself in the Dominion's shoes, like all they're doing is just, I don't know what this thing does, but it makes things go big, so I turn it off. So,
1: yeah,
0: Yeah. and and it could very much be. And then they sit around going, Stop turning my stuff off! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the
1: Dominion, I mean, a game like this, you could always think that, you know, maybe it is almost, you know, the Anthem of Creation is a deity to them. So interfering with the things that their deity is doing is contrary to their whole belief their belief system. So it's something that they want to stop.
3: For so, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Mike Gamble said in one of the interviews he did for Game Informer, it's like it's not good and bad, you know, or good versus bad. They're kind of just uh, in the middle ground. They're they're in a gray area where one, like, kind of what Ash was saying, is like one side's doing going one direction. They want it to be one way, and freelancers are going the other but still the dominion wants to use that power uh you know to gain dominance over everyone so
4: yeah and it should be noted that they are attempting or trying to make efforts to weaponize the anthem of creation that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at it it, it, it may not even be that it's necessarily a bad idea i mean if controlling the planet that is hostile to you know your entire race that's not the worst idea in the world however if it's like if they just don't care uh, that their attempts are you know endangering the lives of everybody and maybe even destroying resources in the uh, pursuit of gaining full control over this planet or over the shaper tech then that could be the reason why you want to take them down it has nothing to do with the difference of ideology just so much as a hatred of the consequences
1: mm-hmm yeah, and we do know that pretty soon. I think that they said the next time that they're going to talk to us, we're going to get a lot more story information. So, Woo! all this speculation, we'll just have to throw it out the window because we're most likely to be wrong, except for the whole wooden javelin <laughs> thing. And then we'll get all the new information that, it's there. that they want us to have. It's going to be it's there. There. It there. It's there. You believe it? It's there. Well, it's
3: true. <laughs> they said the next time was going to be story, but then like a couple days later, the developer's like, well, we're going to have a blog post about music. So
1: Well, we can't it's trust a the thing they say. So changing things all the time giving us tidbits here and there So well, Mark one, can
3: just come out of nowhere
2: and be like hey let's talk about this real quick I guess that's
1: true hes I don't know if he's still doing AMA I've kind of like stopped looking at his twitter feed because they're all the same questions answered questions over, over and over again still. was it just about the PS4 date and stuff like that again? I'm sure it was
3: but, no it was uh, what was it about? It was like multiple consoles with the Legion of Dawn codes and things like that oh, so, all the good uh, important
1: stuff Yeah. Yep. So, real quick, unless there's anything else you guys want to touch on story, I would like to kind of move on to something that's been all over. Um, Mark's been talking a lot about this on his AMA. There's been a lot of threads pop up on the Anthem subreddit and a lot of talk in the Anthem Discord about PvP. And first, I want to know how many of you guys um, are big um, player versus player players. Do you guys normally jump into PvP modes in games that you play that have them?
3: Uh, Yes, for me.
0: Not so much for me.
2: Mm. I used to compete in esports, so I've always loved PvP. Uh, But I don't know how to feel about Bioware doing PvP. So
1: were you like a Halo PvP player, Call of Duty?
2: Yeah, uh, Halo, Call of Duty, um, Shadowrun, if you remember that game. Being, uh, existing yeah. way
1: back when. <laughs> I used to play Shadowrun when it was just pen and paper. So what we need to have, we need to have Ash and Devin, one-on-one Halo 2 era. Yeah. Ash, is that Ooh. kind of like when you're your original? Halo
2: 2, lockout. Wait, no. Not lockout.
1: Shoot. <laughs> um, hang them high. I'm trying to
2: remember it.
1: <laughs> Be Halo 2, hang yeah, them high, right? Arms. Okay, so we're going to have off off uh, off of the cast, we'll have a uh, one-on-one, see who wins. Devin and Ash going at it, our two <laughs> PvP <lead> autos. <laughs> nice. So nice. So as far as PvP goes, um, we've been hearing everyone wants, they don't want it to be like so PvP focused, but they want an option to fight against each other. Is from a lot of things, a lot of the things that I've been seeing because it seems like a lot of people are on board with um, Bioware that they don't want to have to balance. PVE weapons against PvP weapons, so they do want that separate, but they still want Something in the game. Do you guys agree that they even
0: need to have any form of PvP in Anthem at all? Mike? Um, now, now I'll preface this with I'm not a PvP You know proponent fan, whatever when my group is playing PvP. I'll play it um, Just to, to stay with the group that I'm in um, It's not my favorite thing to do. I I don't feel, and I would probably, for me, it would probably take a long time for me to even start the PvP part of the game if it were to come with one, because I'd be focused on PvE, finishing story, um, leveling, stuff like that kind of thing, getting used to the four different javelins, honing skills that way. I, I don't think, for me, PvP is not where I would hone skills, um, and there's no real draw for me. Um, to PVP. So I don't think, hopefully, and, and it has been said that, that this game isn't going to come with it and I hope they stick with that and I hope they stick to that but I, I don't feel a need for PVP in Anthem.
1: JD, do you have a uh, a PVP preference?
4: Um, Not really. I mean, for me, when it comes to PVP, it just comes to, it just usually comes down to what really, you know, uh, I enjoy. I don't enjoy every type of PvP I played. Um, I played a lot of Destiny PvP. I love the Iron Banner. I loved the uh, Trials of Osiris and stuff like that. Um, I liked For Honor. I liked um, Titanfall Two. I used to play a ton of Halo uh, PvP when I was in middle school and high school, but it's just not really as much of my thing anymore. It's uh, it.
1: It's because you're getting old and the reflexes aren't what they used to be, right?
4: Oh no, I am. I'm significantly better. Like oh. when I was a, when I was a teenager, I was so bad at PvP. I was losing all the time. Now my my brain is finally calmed down. I have steady aim. I'm like, this is fantastic. It's just boring.
1: All right. So Ash, Ash, and Devin as a like Devin is one of the top PvP PvP players that I know. Ash, I just learned that you also competed. Um, You know in pvp so what what would be the argument to put pvp in the game is there any um i mean is there any argument is there there any yeah would there be benefits to putting pvp in anthem
2: um okay uh i would say yes for longevity purposes but the thing is that I would not want... I mean, they're not going to do it because they already confirmed it, but as long as it's, like, 100 days after the game released and they say, okay, now we'll implement PvP, it's like, okay, I'm fine with that because everyone's already experienced the story, the core world, like, what Anthem is about, and it's, you know, like, we really pass on there, and now we have... uh, And if they were to implement PvP, then that gives, like, us... um, more purpose of why we want to continue playing opposed to just doing more cooperative uh, uh, raids or what was it the strongholds? The strongholds, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, with like three other people. Because I can see that getting really, not that boring over time, but it's just kind of like, okay, we're doing the same content over and over again. I want to be able to uh, show off my character how far I progress other than say, a scoreboard, or not a scoreboard, a leaderboard across, like, global or whatnot. Um, for me, PvP is kind of, like, an afterthought. Like, it can be great, but you should get the foundation started first before you jump into having people first play PvP, continue to play PvP. You're going to get a lot of people who are playing that. And then they only want changes that are affecting pvp and not the story the campaign or can, like trying to change any of that or building on top of it so that's how i see it
1: okay
3: devin do you have a <clears throat> yeah for me so i don't ever want to see any type of traditional pvp uh in anthem um i think it, as we've seen from other games where they try and balance those things out uh it just never works out you know it's uh, one side always suffers and it's usually the PvE side. And that's really what this game is all about is the PvE. You know, to me, anyways, that's what thats what Anthem is all about. Um, I know a lot of people like to play PvP and myself included. But, I mean, there's just some games that it's just not really designed for. I mean, they've already told us, you know, because of that, they don't have to worry about the balancing issues. Because of that, they can make us more like superheroes and have, uh, you know, our levels and our gear actually make a difference, you know. Uh, whereas Destiny goes flat real quick and real real easy, uh, because everyone has you know there's a meta to which weapons and gear you have to use all the time, and so you can be effective in PvP because the tuning is this for that and and it's just it's not good for this type of game. I don't I don't think it's good for this type of game. I have to do something similar to uh, like Destiny or WoW where they uh, you know or any other game where it's uh, it's PVE. Slash PVP where they have, you know, just there's two teams competing or two or more teams competing uh, to try and complete uh, an event or whatever that's going on. I see that as an easy way for them to add some kind of PVP. There's still a level of competition, um, you know. So I mean, it's not directly PVP, but you're still competing against another team, and I think that's the probably the fastest way for them to implement some kind of player versus player competitiveness um, if they want to do that. Uh, like I said, I don't want to see any traditional PVP in Anthem because it'll ruin what is anthem. I mean, really I, I guess if they do traditional PVP, they could do it by having a uh, completely separate separate you know ecosystem where it's like, okay, these are PvP only javelins, and yeah. you can't take any of your gear into into it. Uh, only you can only level up by playing PVP with this javelin. although I hate those things where it's like, oh, you have to go play PVP. To level this part up or to get an achievement or get
4: mm-hmm. this
3: specific type of gear, um, because then it's going to force people that don't like that uh, to, to play PvP. And uh, so I, I don't want to be forced to have to play something to get a piece of gear. Um, I mean, besides playing the PvE, I mean, obviously we're playing that. So, but I don't want to be like, oh, I, you can only get this gear in PvP, um, which doesn't make sense to me. So. I think, think, gonna... Go think it would be
2: really cool if uh, they, if they were to implement something like that. Like, where they had like, okay, PvP exists, but in order to not grind it so hard, there would be um, you have a piece of gear that has a PvE, uh, PvE stats, and also PvP stats. I think WoW did that, like, uh, like after the third expansion or something like that. But like, so that the grind doesn't exist to that extent, and but you can still keep going. Like, you can earn gear in pve and if you want oh yeah let me play pvp with my friends real quick just like uh and i don't have to grind for that i can just hop in and enjoy it with them
4: yeah i think it's really... yeah jumping uh jumping off of something that uh devin said if they were to use something like i don't know like pre-made like pvp like javelin loadouts with like special javelin weapons that are only for PVP. I think then you can have uh you can then allow them to make the changes like balance changes that need to be made without them having to tweak any aspect of any item in PvE. Like just have it be like this is this is the PVP colossus uh for long range. This is the PVP colossus for short range and the same thing for storm interceptor. You know, like maybe two or three different versions of each javelin uh with you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily have in PvE, you know.
1: And I think, you know, as, as I've been thinking about it, talking about like imagining how a PvP match in Anthem would go if it was four on four or if it was six on six. I mean, the game is built for four for four people per server. And then with the mobility, the flying, the hovering, I mean, that just seems like that would be the worst case. That would be the worst place to play a PvP match because you can't shoot while you're flying and you're flying around the map all the time, I mean, you'd just be being shot at the whole time and not be able to do anything about it. I mean, that's the cool part about Anthem, being able to fly the verticality. And if you take that to a PvP match to where you're just playing deathmatch against people, that sounds like, you know, that incorporates a whole lot of other issues that normal games don't have to think about that you can fly the whole time and that you can't shoot while you're flying. So you're just kind of, as you're moving, you're getting shot at. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how it would work fundamentally in the game. And I don't know if people, you know, they think, oh, look, there's guns. There should be a PvP mode so we can shoot each other. I don't think that would work at all in this game unless you're just, you know, you can't fly now. And I don't know if anyone would want to play a PvP, PvP match where you can't fly because that seems like you're taking away the whole, you know, power suit armor
0: aspect of Anthem. Well, but then that, that also creates the idea... or The thing about the maps that you'd have to create in PvP in order to balance the flying and shooting aspect. I mean, you'd have to have levels and, like, vertical mazes up. You know, I mean, it would be... It would almost be just ridiculous. Uh-huh. You know, like... I'm, I'm breaking my brain here thinking about a map for PvP where you can fly but not shoot, so you have to land... So there has to be places you can for you hover to land. Shoot. You can hover and
1: shoot. But that's like, hey, look at me, shoot me. I'm hovering. I know, that, <laughs> like in Borderlands and in Diablo Three, they have a little arena battle mode that some people have been asking for. It's like, hey, if I just want to duel against my friend, and we just fight out with whatever we have, and you know, one person wins, and then that's it. You know, people said they want something like that, but then you know, after playing Diablo Three a bunch, you know, there's a lot of people that still want that dual mode to be expanded to an actual pvp mode and they know uh, blizzard knows they'll never be able to do that and they'll never be able to balance it with the gear that they have so it's like where it's not going to happen don't ask for it it's never
3: going to work and if you've ever played those it's like okay yeah
1: you shoot each other in the face and and that's it and then you're done (laughs) so that was fun so no pvp good i mean yeah, let's go ahead and build a whole new PvP mode in 220 <laughs> days, and I'm sure it'll be great right out the gate. No one will
0: complain about it at all. No one will, no one will complain. Well, no one will complain anyway, because yeah. people don't complain about stuff that
4: comes no out. No one
3: complains on the internet. Never. Yeah. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I know. Every, <laughs> the internet's full of reasonable, you know, open-minded individuals we we've been on for 50 minutes and people have
0: complained 38 times don't worry about it all right thank you thank you for reminding me that we've been on for 50 minutes so
1: we're going to end our pvp discussion we're going to go into our quiz portion of our podcast in light of jd has been telling us all about bioware the whole time he's been on this podcast Mike and Devin and I are like, sure, dude, whatever. We have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what a Turian is. I don't know what a Solarian is. I don't even I know, know if I said about. that right.
3: So <laughs> no, you don't. Now that we no, have
1: another... Um, I'll, take this quiz. I'll show you. Okay, mm-hmm. Devin, you can take it, dude. Now that we have another Bioware Master with Ash on, we're, of course, going to put you in a player versus player mode. Since Anth- Anthem doesn't have it, we're going to create it here on the podcast where you guys are going to compete <laughs> against each other. So this is our Bioware quiz. So this is how it's going to work. Okay, so I'm going to take you through the, all the uh, the mechanics of this game.
2: Did
3: you just put gunners on? Gunners? <laughs> put your hands no. up so you can't be searching anything, JD. Yeah.
4: I'm pushing my push to talk button because of our lovely <laughs> fifth host uh, Skittles in the other room. So The old bird. All right. So
1: this is how the quiz is going to go. Okay. So Ash and JD are going to go head to head in this Bioware battle. Mike and Devin are going to take turns choosing a category of which I'm going to ask a question from. And then Ash and JD are going to have to race to answer the question as I'm reading it. So whoever... you're going to have to come up with a catchphrase that you shout out that we can figure out who said it first. And then you're going to have to answer a question. So and Mike and JD, before I ask that, are going to pick who they think is going to get the question right So, if they pick the right person... You said JD, but did you mean Devin? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm
0: just making sure everybody out there does.
1: All right, (laughs) you got this. So, then you guys are going to pick, Mike and Devin are going to pick whether JD or Asher are going to get it right. So, you're going to guess if they're going to get the question right. And if you guess the person that got it right, you'll get points. And the person that got the question right are going to get equal amount of points. So, at the end of this, we're going to see who's the best you know chooser of the of the bioware champion and who's the best bioware champion okay and you pr- you won't so, get a so trophy so wait a second
0: Go ahead. there's a mollusk and a sea cucumber no no and they're both walking no nobody's walking <laughs> what is happening nobody's
1: talking
3: <laughs> mike's confused about this i'm student so scoring confused system.
1: okay so this is what's going to happen mike i'm going to say um what am i going to say see you're throwing me off with all of your uh, pixar quotes here all right, so this is what's going to happen.
0: Mike and... <laughs> how, about, how about you ask a question? No, We this will shout our name if no, we no. know the answer, and you will call on us.
1: Because I will tell you, Mike and Devin, you guys will not know the answers to this. So, Michael, I need you to give me a number. Odds or even?
0: Odd. Okay,
1: yes. it's even. So, Devin, you are going to pick for question number one. You are okay. going to pick whether you think JD is going to get it right or whether Ash is going to get it right.
3: Ash is going to get it right.
1: Okay. <laughs> so then I'm going to ask this question, and J.D., you have to come <laughs> I'm gonna up. I'm going to
2: embarrass myself somewhere here. It's going to, like.
0: Don't worry.
1: I've, oh, already, I've already embarrassed myself, so don't worry about it. I have faith you then.
3: also, J.D.
0: So, so, does that mean, so does that mean Ash is the only one who gets to answer?
1: No. So I'm going to ask the question, then J.D. and Ash are going to buzz in with your super secret um, personal catchphrase. So you guys have to select your catchphrase now, whatever you're going to yell, so that we Shepherd. know. Shepard. <laughs> okay so ash is going to yell shepherd jd you're going to yell <laughs> warden okay, okay. i don't know what those mean so we're just going to go with that and then we're going to i'm going to ask the question whoever answers it first is going to get points and if devin uh if ash gets it devin will get points so that's
0: how we're going to well, what do if? This. but what if i think ash is going to get it well it doesn't you,
3: matter you got the roll wrong
0: yeah so you're going to have to pick on the next one. All right, so here we go. Cool,
3: your buddy. PvP
0: mechanics are weird,
3: man. They're,
1: they're very convoluted, and they'll never work. So this is kind of like an Anthem
3: PvP. i gone through many levels of testing. Don't worry I know. That.
1: This is the first time, all right? This has been the first show. All right, question number right. one. This is a question uh, in the Dragon Age universe, okay? So get your Dragon Age on here. So Dragon Age 2 was released in what
0: year?
2: What?
0: Oh, you're supposed to say Shepard.
2: Oh, Shepard.
0: Did you say what? Oh my
2: God. And oh my in the self fulfilling prophecy.
0: Oh <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: That's a Dragon Age question.
2: I just totally just brain farted it there. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll cap it out and use it in future shows. Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, she, she is right, though. <laughs> I didn't hear an answer. I was too busy laughing. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> Twenty one.
1: That is correct.
3: I could have told you that, Steven. Come on. You
1: could not have told oh, me that. Oh, Devin, sit in the back and All right. Chill so, so Devin and it. Get, get points on that. The points don't matter. They're all made up. So Mike, you get no. to pick now. Who's going to get that. this next question correct? Um, I'll go with JD. I think he can do it. Okay. So here we go. <clears throat> This is another Dragon Age question. I don't know what game it's from. It's from Dragon Age, right? I use the wiki. Who orchestrated the peace conference in the original Dragon Age? It's like in the beginning of the game. I like played the beginning of the game.
2: Are we talking about Dragon Age Origins or are we talking about Dragon Age Inquisition? You know, yes. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the
4: original
1: Dragon Age. Which one's the original Dragon Age?
4: Dragon Age 1. I mean, the the, the peace conference was at the beginning of uh, Inquisition, so... Sure. Uh, yeah,
3: Shepard. That would have been, uh, oh, that
4: would have been oh. the Chantry and the Mages, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, you Oh, she Chantry already said
3: Shepard. <laughs> already said Shepard.
4: <laughs> Go ahead, yes,
2: Damn. okay so I think it's we're talking about Dragon Age Inquisition it was basically it was supposed to be a summit between uh between the chant uh, the chan- uh, the mages and the Templars it was going to be orchestrated by divine justinia and I can't uh, believe you
1: got that that blows my mind that you were able to answer <laughs> that question I
2: can keep going I know
1: <laughs> did you write the Wikipedia entry because that was like almost verbatim
2: no. actually <laughs> I'm like sorry I I I was previously accused of jacking information from the from the wiki for a whole bunch of my lore guides, and I'm like, no, I've just played like all the games (laughs) again and again and again. Yeah, and then you
1: wrote the wiki. I'm like, I was (laughs) all right. Oh man. I'm sorry, Mike. I let you down. Yeah, big you time. Did. I mean, you did.
0: You
3: dropped that ball.
0: I think you
1: could probably you get a PhD in Bioware, like backstory and lore. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's a thing.
3: He knew the answer. He just, you know, forgot to buzz forgot in. Forgot to buzz in, Jeopardy, the buzz in yeah. correctly.
1: All right. All right. So, forgot to buzz in. all right. Next question. So, Devin, you get to pick.
0: So, what is I'm, it? Ash is I'm two for two stick now, now, right? With Ash, yes, Ash, Ash know, is two the, for the, two. The
1: <laughs> <winner>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, this. Well, <laughs> This next one JD. is hard, okay? This next one's I hard. I believe in so We are moving to the Mass Effect universe here, okay?
2: I now believe in JD.
1: <laughs> okay, so this one's hard. So you need to name the nine races of the Milky Way galaxy from Mass Effect.
2: No, all nine?
4: Warden. You got to chime in first. Oh, there you okay. go. Oh,
2: Shepard. God damn it. <laughs> all
4: right, all right, all right. Let's see. Uh, humans, uh, Krogans, Turians, Quarians. Asari, uh, Drell? Did mm-hmm. I already say Solarian? Uh, Drell is incorrect. Drell. <clears throat> They're in the Milky Way galaxy,
1: though. I, this, uh, hey, I just pulled this off the Same wiki. Visit. Ash wrote it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, okay. She right, changed so, it. So, real so fast. If, you're t- if you're telling oh, me it's right. Hanar, uh, oh, Hanar, uh, what's,
4: uh, the. The one that
1: looked it's like floating blimps with the legs—I don't know. It's... Well, th- th- those are the Hanar. Those are sure, the Hanar. I, You, then... you could have told me they were the the Beavis, I would have believed yeah. you. So <laughs> according, according to the wiki, it's the human, Turian, Asari, Solarian, Krogan, Quarian. Is that how you say that? No one kill me, yeah, please. Quarian. The Volus. Quarian. Quarian. The Hanar and the Elcor. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. the nine.
4: So.
2: Do you want to know the easy way of remembering all of them? Yes, of I them? do
4: you have a mnemonic uh, for
2: that sort of so Morden in Mass Effect 2 he sings um, he sings the entire oh. thing nigga what is it uh, I am the very model of a scientist Solari and I study species and Asari, and the I got. oh my god I can't remember all of them right now oh but you gotta keep song... going
0: nope you gotta keep <laughs> going okay, we are not ending this show until we get that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i need to remember <laughs>
4: yes you do yes you do we know science studies range from species uh-huh. uh from something to agrarian i, I am know. the very oh, model of a scientist 11. 11. i don't
1: know what, i don't know what's happening but i'm enjoying it so i'm just gonna <laughs> let it keep going I'm glad I had this question down do, here. Do I,
4: get, do I get points for that, or am I totally wrong? I'm going to give both it. of you
1: points for trying to sing that song. So, and I'm yeah! going to give Mike and Devin points for encouraging it. So here we go. You guys all got points for that. Okay, so who's turn? I think it's Mike's turn to pick. We are sticking with the Mass Effect universe here. Um, I, th- I believe we're going to
0: Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, Andromeda. So, um, JD, you haven't got one yet. I'm counting on you, man. Like Like, pull this out now.
2: I'm not going to jump it over, so you might... I think you got
0: it. (laughs) Alright, so
1: here we go. How many years was the Hyperion arc traveling through space?
2: Son
1: of a bitch. Devin. Devin times in.
0: I guess. 600 years. (laughs) Devin you just broke Steven's PvP.
1: You really did break my PvP. don't you're you're like a character that glitched through the map and got into the got into the area you weren't supposed to have. So I I'm gonna let before I tell you if you're right or wrong, I'm gonna let J D answer or well JD or asked because you guys are supposed to chime in here.
4: Uh, warden. Uh,
3: I I don't Bless know why. You. The
4: only the only number that's uh, that's standing out in my brain is like five hundred and seventy three. So that's <laughs> That's oddly I, I specific. I, if that's the, that's why I'm like, I, I don't know if that's right or if that's something else entirely. Like, that could be, like, my, I don't know, my dry cleaning number.
1: <laughs> yeah. Huh. Also oddly specific. Ash, do you want to, get to take a stab at this?
2: So, it's either 734
1: or it's 634.
3: Wow. It is 634 years. <laughs> that was so close. I knew it was- <laughs> I know this one. <laughs>
1: that I, I am Damn. impressed. I'm Devin, I'm impressed that you were that close because I didn't even know you could read. And Ash I'm imp- <laughs> Ash, I'm impressed that you
0: you got it that close. Well done. All right. Well so she was the, she was within a hundred though. I mean
2: Give or take. Well, give or say, take. She said six hundred and thirty-four. That's all. <laughs>
0: right. So anyway, okay. Because so. I remember
2: having to say it like six million times in videos. Like, yeah, it's by the way, it's six hundred thirty-four. It's six hundred thirty-four.
0: Nice. So
1: oh. I'm gonna go that's ahead and plenty. give this one to Devin because he was close. I'll give him half points. I don't give Ash uh, full points.
3: Can I, give hey, my I full get my points? full points, points anyways because JD got it wrong.
1: <laughs> well. My <laughs> PvP mode is very confusing. You have to it's very hard to understand. God. You have to min max a lot. Okay, this is the last question. Oh thank goodness. This is an Anthem question, so um Devin, you get to pick um who you're gonna go with this one. Your co host has been podcasting with you about Anthem for the last year and a half. Or Ash. Not to say that Ash doesn't know
3: anything about Anthem, but I
2: know is- nothing about Anthem
3: what you've done okay so <laughs> right, here we JD, go i'm gonna put my faith in you on the last question here save the best for last oh man and uh, if you let me down i'll be okay <laughs> you're out of the herd <laughs> we'll
1: be okay okay here we go in the ea play demo the freelancers have to collect six blanks and put them into the blank what are the blanks
2: shepherd warden
1: so uh, ash. ash echoes ash
2: first echoes. Okay.
1: Echoes and into the
2: Oh, there was a second part.
1: There's two blanks. Yeah.
2: I God, I can you explain want, it. You but I don't remember the actual <laughs> name.
1: Come on, you can put, you... I don't know if there's a the... song yet about it, so
2: Oh god. Um No, there's no song about it, but there should be. Uh...
0: Mike, can you make up a song real quick? I can. It's actually ready to go as soon as she answers this question. Dan- <laughs> <clears throat>
2: uh, they put the echoes into the.
0: You put the lime in the coconut. The
2: coconut. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay, I passed. Sorry. Okay.
4: <gasps> she passed. Hey, JD, go ahead. JD, JD, JD for the win. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's uh, Shaper Echoes, and uh, uh, I, I believe it's into the Shaper Relic. I don't know. Yeah, you put the thing in into this, like, rip-looking
2: things that look like, like Dragon Age. Like
4: wave, you know, like put the thing <laughs> it's in It's like Dragon some... Age. You
2: put the thingy in the You, you thingy put the and six echoes, echoes boom.
1: into the Shaper interface.
3: Oh, okay. Interface.
1: Oh, I have one more question here for the tiebreaker, so real quick. And anyone can answer this. So how many games has Bioware released to date? Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Ooh. 18. That is correct.
3: And Stephen thought we would know nothing about
1: it. I'm pretty sure Mike uh, read my quiz before, but I'll give you that anyway because I can't can't verify
3: that.
2: He looked at the interface.
1: I did. I looked at at the interface.
3: interface. It's just like if you type any information down ahead of time in the podcast time. One steal time. Your notes one time. time.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna say congratulations to our guest Ash for dominating our quiz with the mad Dragon Age knowledge that <laughs>
0: Yeah. Very impressed. Well done.
3: Thank you, thank you. JD so, you better go back and play Dragon Age. Uh,
0: <sighs> before next week. We expect a full run through. And we will be asking all the questions that hit between
3: home. moving huh. and everything else that's going on in your life. Uh, Got nothing oh, else
0: going on. Oh, well, there's 12 hours at night where everybody's asleep. Don't worry about it.
2: That's not enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, freelancers,
1: for me, Devin, JD, Mike, and Ash, this has been episode, what episode is this? 46? Yeah, I think it's episode 46. This has been episode 46 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. we like to thank our guest, can't talk now, as for English joining us. English is hard, and we'll hope to have you back uh, pretty soon. Until next time, freelancers, there's a shaper storm coming. We'll see you on the other side.
0: Peace. Later. Peace.
1: Now I'm gonna play this thing so you guys can't talk.
0: Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex. On Facebook at Freelancer Codex. I said no talking Debbie. Or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at FreelancerCodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at Patreon.com slash FreelancerCodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at NeverFear, and at JDTheJokeDealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.